Thank you for listening to this trailer. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And amongst a few other things, such as discount codes to events and tools, you get early access to our upcoming podcast agenda and full replays. See you very soon on Venture Notes, venturenotes.co. Before we move into the show today, ActionDesk is the easiest way for startup teams to make better decisions with their data. With most business intelligence tools on the markets, you have to write SQL or learn a clunky interface. Tableau, Metabase and the likes are powerful but complex to use. Exploring data and building new reports require a level of expertise beyond most business users and is not worth the time of engineering and data teams. ActionDesk makes exploring your database or data warehouses data easy. If you know how to use Google Sheets or Excel, you'll know how to use ActionDesk. Instead of uh, writing SQL, you can just use spreadsheet formulas. That is exactly what I really like about ActionDesk. You can access your data in a spreadsheet and give autonomous access to the company data to any business user in a no-code tool. If you're in operations, marketing, sales, or customer support and have a question about your business, instead of asking your engineering or data team, just answer the question yourself with ActionDesk and a few spreadsheet formula. With ActionDesk, you can answer in a few minutes questions like how much revenue did we have yesterday? What's our sales breakdown by region or supplier? How many deals entered the specific deal stage last week? How many customer requests take more than 58 hours to respond to? You will definitely love ActionDesk for its spreadsheet feel. You can try and test different things run small-scale analysis and access all of your database and data warehouse data live. Most of all, you will love the feeling of flexibility and power it gives you. So if you want to save time to analyze your data and make better decisions for your business, head to actiondesk.io to enjoy two months free and tell that you're coming from upcoming VC. Okay, so today the idea is to have an open talk about uh, open source uh, softwares. Uh, so we have a great uh, lineup today to discuss the topic. Um, so um, I guess the best is that uh, everyone starts with a small uh, introduction. But maybe before uh, you start with your introduction, I just want to name our uh, panelists today. So we have uh, Megan uh, from uh, Crane. So you are a VC at uh, Crane Venture Partners in London, right? Yes, yes. Excellent. Sacha Labouret, you are co-founder and ex-CEO, and now you are chief strategy officer at uh, CloudBees. So you're a distributed uh, company and yourself, you're based in Switzerland, just like, uh, just as uh, we said before. Hi, yep. Sacha. Hi, Emil. So Emil Vosges, you are co-founder and CTO at uh, Traffic Labs. And uh, hi, John. So John Lafleur, you are the co-founder at, uh, at Airbyte, and you are based in uh, New Caledonia, right? Uh, right now, yes. Excellent. Hi. So we are a bit all over the, the globe. So that's uh, from Switzerland to New Caledonia, to London, to, uh, to Paris. So that, that's great. So maybe uh, very quickly, uh, you uh, three uh, founders, you have uh, collectively raised over 100 million USD in VC from uh, Axel, Benchmark, Lightspeed, uh, Balderton, Elia, Matrix, I guess, as well. And you, uh, Megan, you are only doing investments in enterprise and uh, OSS uh, companies. So that's uh, going to be a very... Uh, enlightening uh, discussion and um, we have uh, a few people who have joined uh, uh, so um, don't hesitate to to ask a question so it's a bit uh, open floor so as soon as you want to to raise your hand or to uh, just to to say something or to ask a question to anyone in the panel 
just don't hesitate. The idea is to be uh, very open. So we're going to be in line with the topic, which is open source software, so open talk as well. So maybe uh, very quickly, quickly, can you all start uh, with a very quick introduction? Uh, as I said before, uh, I introduced you, but uh, you can, uh, in a, a one-liner, explain what you do, and we can start with, uh, with you, Megan. Hello, very good to meet everyone. Uh, so yes, I'm an investor with Crane here in London. And Crane, we're a very specialized investor. We invest in enterprise and open source only, um, specifically companies that are kind of redefining parts of the enterprise stack. Uh, so we're very specialized, we invest early stage and we invest across Europe. Uh, so yeah, very good to be here and looking forward to the conversation. Thanks so much, Megan. Maybe John, you want to follow up? Uh, sure. So Airbytes is my fourth startup. Uh, the two first ones were B2C, and then since 2016, uh, I've been into DevTools and, and B2B. And Airbyte, uh, we founded it like 13 months ago. Uh, it's open source data integration. We already have like 5,000 com companies syncing data with us. We raised with uh, Excel or Seed and uh, a Series A with Benchmark like three months later this year. So everything is green lights for the moment. And we'll see. Just the beginning of the journey. And you went uh, through YC as well. Yes. So you did YC, year. Excel, Benchmark, all uh, everything in uh, 14 months. But YC was in a, on a previous yeah, idea. We, we pivoted just before. Okay, excellent. Thank you, John, for the intro. Uh, Sasha, you want to continue? Sure. Um, so uh, I was born in open source. I feel old now. It was around 2000, started by contributing uh, a silly project called JBoss. And uh, uh, we didn't quite know uh, how to make money out of this thing. So we started giving training and, and figure it out uh, along the way. Then joined Red Hat uh, as uh, we got acquired. And I stayed three years at Red Hat and then uh, founded CloudBees in 2010. Uh, been a, a CEO for a decade and uh, uh, then decided to uh, to become chief strategy officer, which is a great title because nobody knows what you're doing. <laughs> chief uh, podcast officer. So you're coming on uh, all the podcasts to, uh, to bring uh, evangelization. Thank you, Sasha and uh, Emil, if you want to uh, if you want to continue with your presentation. All right. Short and sweet one. Yep. So I uh, have an engineering background. I've been a software developer for more than 10 years and a uh, uh, strong advocate of open source too. And uh, I was working on microservices platform six years ago, created a, a side project that ended up being a, a successful open source project, which is called Traffic uh, around uh, microservices networking and founded a company. Uh, today, distributed company, 40 people. Uh, we raised the Series A with Balderton, and uh, we are focusing on uh, uh, building uh, um, a microservices networking stack. Excellent. Thank you so much, uh, Emil, for the introduction. Okay, so maybe, uh, uh, maybe we can start with a very quick definition. I just don't want you to start with what is a typical uh, OSS project, but uh, what is not actually an OSS project? Uh, what does not qualify as an OSS project? So what are the things uh, that uh, maybe, uh, Megan, this is an opportunity for you to, to explain uh, what do you first look at when uh, analyzing a said open source project to rule it out uh, as an open source project opportunity to invest in? Yeah, I'm not sure how much I can I can comment on specifically what is exactly not open source, but I think for us as an investor, what we're looking for is not, not specifically open source projects, but open source companies that can be, or open source companies that are recurring revenue businesses. And so very, very specifically, we don't necessarily invest in open source projects. For us, 
of course, the company has to be built on top of it. And at the stage we're investing, we're investing very early. So we're investing at the seed stage. Often we're the first money in. And I think even at that point, we need to have pretty good clarity on, okay, exactly who is the customer? What is their, even if they're not paying for it today, what is the potential pricing power in the future? Um, what is the specific problem that they're solving for an enterprise customer? And I think today, obviously, a lot of those open source customers are developers. And so there's like a big overlap in the way that we're thinking about enterprise, moving through to engineers, um, kind of that overlap of kind of consumerized enterprise and B2C. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. Just the the very specific recurring revenue side, um, even if it's it's pre-revenue. Uh, Sasha, Emil, John, um, you are, I guess, meeting a lot of, uh, I mean, you're part of the community of uh, open source uh, project and, uh, and entrepreneurs. Um, I guess you are meeting with a lot of people willing to join the community, either as a contributor, active user, or as uh, maybe um, uh, someone willing to launch a new open source project. Um, do you yourself um, rule out uh, some of them because you don't see Uh, the, the, the critical aspect of it? Uh, and if so, uh, what are to you the things to avoid when you want to launch an open source project and maybe later on a, a company on top of it? But uh, do you see critical things that uh, entrepreneurs or uh, open source project, let's say designer, have not to be so that they can become open source project uh, actors? I think we, we need to think about the pros, uh, like uh, what is interesting in open source. And you have the both the user community and the developer community. And uh, open source is great as a distribution channel uh, for the user community. And if you don't have that distribution channel, so the, this bottom-up approach, uh, then you're not benefiting from all the from what can uh, open source bring to you. And the developer community, you, it depends really on the open source project. You have a lot of open source projects which doesn't have a, a developer community and you have some that have. So for me, it's like, it, it, it helps defining what kind of open source projects you have. But um, in the end, it really comes to uh, the distribution channel, whether or not you're bottom up or, or not. And that would be for me like the, the main criteria. Do you want to add something, uh, Emil? In my opinion, so yeah, as uh, John said, uh, some open source projects uh, do have a developer community, some doesn't. I think that the most powerful one, though, do have uh, a, a community around it. And I think that's really what makes uh, the difference between open source projects. Those who are able to build and sustain a big community Uh, that helps to build the project and go around the project. In my opinion, those are the winners. But, yeah. Yeah, I see. Sasha, maybe you want to, to add up something? Yeah, uh, you know, your first question was what, what is what defines an open source project? And, and so, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be a bit pedantic here. Uh, first, on the open source side, uh, let's not talk about open source is not defined based on the business. And I'm not saying that what you were saying, but I just want to make it clear. For me, the basic tenant of open source is a license. And that's why some of the issues we've seen with some companies trying to change uh, licenses and, and force a license that was not uh, approved by uh, the open source uh, definition is a problem to me because it all starts with a license. If you want to define another model, if you want to say, well, no, my version of open source should be this way, well, do it, build a brand, 
define it the way you want, call it shared source, call it whatever you want, but don't hijack a brand essentially. So I think first is, uh, is a license. Um, and, and that's very basic, but, you know, even like as a company, uh, full control of the, over the project or not, it's very important, but not so much in the definition of open source, because if you don't like it, since it's open source, you get to fork it. So you gain back your freedom by forking it. And so to me, it, it really starts with, with a license. Uh, and then uh, you, you get to create as many categories as you want of, of, of open source type of project, but, but that's really what defines it. Um, then um, open source has been so intriguing uh, for two decades now, also because it, it has this, this, uh, this power to get people from very different background to contribute to a project, right? And I remember at JBoss back in the days, you would have a guy from Russia and a guy from uh, the US who were in love with transaction monitors. Um, and you have very few people in love with transaction monitor as, he, as it uh, happens. And, and yet you have those few guys on earth, right? Who would wake up at night to love doing this and they got a chance to do it. So that's, uh, that's amazing when it comes to open source. Um, and and uh, I think it was uh, it was John uh, talking about uh, some of the benefit of open source. Obviously, distribution is a big one, um, and and building ecosystems, so making it possible to have third-party players extend the base feature set with more features and so on. So I would say that um, as as uh, if I if I was an investor, right, what, what I would look at obviously is. Is this uh, an infrastructure play, for example? Is this, do I need to have that vast distribution? If my business is a niche for the finance industry and I only care of selling to a top thousand accounts, I'm gonna lose my time with open source to be candid with you, right? Uh, it's gonna be useless friction. I'm not sure how that works. What does it mean? Just go full proprietary software. However, if you care about building ecosystem, if you care about reach, Open source is obviously what you need to achieve, and that's why today you end up with uh, pretty much 100% of the internet built on open source software, because that's just the best way to, to make it happen. Thank you for listening to this trailer. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And amongst a few other things, such as discount codes to events and tools, you get early access to our upcoming podcast agenda and full replays. See you very soon on Venture Notes, venturenotes.co.